This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression brings the user more energy, greater endurance, and enhanced performance during activities. For a discount at CEP, use the following code online, local legends in running. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast, where you hear the stories from local legends in the Australian running community you've simply always wanted to hear. Today, Season 2, Episode 12, I interview Brisbane runner Nerissa O'Donnell. Nerissa is a fellow runner and friend through our connection as part of the Burt Squad in Brisbane. From what I've learned about her, she is crazily consistent with her training, competitive as anything, and a big learner in the sport of running. With all of these things in mind, she somehow manages to juggle work and the responsibilities of three children, all of whom are under 10 years of age, day after day or week after week. This episode is highly insightful for all listeners, but particularly for women who have children or are planning to whilst maintaining their running. So as always, hang out, chill, and throw the headphones in. Enjoy listening to Narissa as she talks all things running. We're good to go. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast, Narissa. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Ollie. No problems. I was out there this morning with you. It's a Saturday, by the way, 3rd of June, uh, what, 1, 10 p.m. at the moment. Uh, but I was out there with you at uh, Kedron Park around this morning. Yeah, it was nice out there this morning. Good running conditions. It was nice to see a familiar face, park run. Yeah, and how'd you, how'd you fare personally? I sort of ran with you for 3K. I was out there for a longer run, but uh, you wanted to have a crack post Noosa last week. Yeah, not too bad. That's It was my fastest Kedron park run, my second, second fastest park run ever. So I was happy, 17-19. Yeah, excellent. So we bring up Noosa because uh, exactly, well, to this day, a week ago, you ran the half marathon, had a win there. So How's your week looked since then and uh, how's your experience at Noosa? Yeah, I love Noosa and I went there to run fast. It's a fast course and I was just hoping to run a PB and I thought if I can do that, the places will just take care of themselves. But I was surprised to find myself winning at, the, at one point there. So that was a really nice bonus, to be honest. That's probably the biggest win I've had. Um, but I pulled out really well, surprisingly. I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to have some doms or something. But um, no, I, I pulled out well. I even went to bird on Tuesday. <laughs> Towards the end of the week, I was feeling a little bit tired. So I think it did did catch up with me a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> and you ran hard at bird, what, three days later? Is that a normal thing that you do after, say, even a 10K or a half marathon? Not normally. It was. I usually just go on feel. But my coach is like, just go run on feel. And I you know, I had a bit of confidence from that half. I was like a bit on a high. <laughs> I thought I'd just go again, see how it went. And I was hang, trying to hang on to Muggsy. And yeah, I ran a PB for my deep session. So I was pretty happy. Might've pushed me a little bit over the edge though. <laughs> yeah. So just tell us a bit more about the race. You were somewhere in the 118s from memory, but how about just how it sort of fared out? Because I was just ahead of you actually to finish, I think within about a minute from you, but I passed, I think, two ladies maybe and then I think you did the same uh behind me 
Yeah, so I had the goal of running around 118.30 and I knew a couple of the guys from Burt were going to do the same and I knew you were going to be there, but I, I assumed and I was right that you'd be just that bit ahead. Um, so we went off at the start and I saw Beth and Brooke was the other uh, woman there and oh, they're going out really fast here. That's fine. Um, they're obviously in good shape. So I just stuck to my plan. It was just running low 340s, around 340 or even just under for a few. Um, I had company and then it's a bit hard to tell sometimes how far I was, how much further they got ahead of me because you're kind of coming through all the marathoners. So I couldn't really see <laughs> Brooke who was in second until I was sort of right on her and um, I passed her around eight Ks and she was breathing pretty heavy. And I thought, oh, okay, hopefully, I, hopefully I've got her here. She's already having a, a bit of a hard day. Um, and then we went around the first lap and I could see the lead bike actually before I could see Beth. And um, I thought, oh, Beth must be too far up the road there. And yeah, I went past Beth around between 12 and 13, I want to say. And I think that was my fastest K. I dropped a 3.33. Muggsy's like, slow down a little bit, Nerissa. You're right now. <laughs> I think I just want to go past a little bit of confidence because at that point I was feeling really good. So yeah, that, that was, and then, yeah, I was, found myself in person. I just thought, oh, if I can hold this pace, I can make it to the end. Um, so I just wanted to stay consistent. And yeah, as we were coming back, I was thinking just try and enjoy it a little bit, Narissa. You're not usually in this position very often. <laughs> try and enjoy being, yeah, first female. And yeah, it was really nice. And on a win's yeah. a win and congratulations. But we spoke this morning about uh, the lack of a very uh, elite individual who was not there, Lisa Waitman. <laughs> yeah. So what do you know about her? And has she been an idol in any way to you with your running? Oh, definitely. I've ran into Lisa a few times at Noosa actually, because um, she does that race a lot and she's always so nice and so friendly. And I've yeah, really looked up to what she's done. Like she's just amazing the things that she's achieved. So I definitely there would have been no beating Lisa Waitman if she was there. <laughs> but and it would have been actually really nice if I did was second on the podium with her. That would have been pretty cool to be on the podium with her. But um yeah, unfortunately she pulled out. So I didn't get to see her again at Noosa. But yeah, I always love running into Lisa. Well, the funny thing is I actually had an offer from, uh, I'll keep the person or female runner anonymous, but to take her bib because I hadn't signed up about two weeks ago. And I thought, oh, I might be close to podiuming the uh, lady. So I checked out all the times from the past few years. And, and uh, Lisa generally is about around that sort yeah. of hour 10 or um, 70 Marco. Yeah, she is usually that next league ahead of all the rest of us who aren't quite professional as herself. But yeah, you would have taken it out. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to sort of be sly about it at the back of the group, not on a podium. But uh, I didn't do it. So to yeah. Noosa Runaway yeah. Marathon Festival, I yeah, I went with my own sign up. But um, yeah. the other thing I've seen this morning too was you see Jess Hull's time in the 1500. Oh, I record. That. Yeah, I saw that race because I was I'm a bit of a running nerd. I do follow the Diamond League and things a lot. And um, I saw their race was going to be just before I was about to start my warm-up at Park Run. So I saw that um, mainly because I was interested in what Faith Kip Yeagon was going to do as well. And that was just amazing to see that she went under 350 and then Jess got pulled along to the Australian record, which was amazing. Yeah, first lady ever um, in the world to, to crack yeah. 350. Yeah. For a lady, so it's astonishing. And um, what, uh, just about seven to eight seconds behind, which is a fantastic time, but that's really next level, isn't it? It is, yeah. That's, um, I can't even imagine trying <laughs> to run that up 200 meters, but um, yeah, I like following the Diamond League and all the Aussies over there, they've been running really well, yeah. And I've seen um, uh, Jack Rayner and uh, Stewie in the 5k, but Jack, he must have been pacing, yeah. pulled out of that. Pacing, I think, yeah. Pace. I saw the results. I'm not sure if Stewie will be overly happy with that, but they no. ran fast. I think that was the fastest 5k ever, though. There was like 13 guys under 13 minutes. Wow, so, it's a quick race. Yeah, 12:52, I think, was the winning time. I didn't realize that yeah. about that many guys were under under 13. That's amazing. Um, anyway, let, let before we get into any of the uh, PBs and achievements, and uh, as we always do, the running story of the guests from yeah. a young age. Let's just get a bit of background about Narissa uh, because I think it's astonishing. There's two things that I find astonishing about you. If you're willing to share those, that would be anything around your age and uh, your family life. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I can share my age. I'm 35. Well, I'm almost 36. I have a birthday in two weeks. Oh, right. so, um, almost 36. I've gone up an age category. I'm in the 30, yeah, road runners, which helps me as well. <laughs> yes. Now you have three children, right? Three ch- children. Yeah. I have a eight year old, a six year old and a two year old. I do think they're all under 10. And um, mm. are they into running at all or do they love to follow mom out there? Were they there at Noosa? They were at Noosa. They love to come watch my races. Um, the older two especially are keen um, to run just because obviously they just want to do whatever mum wants to do. So my eldest actually did a like a one run a week with me um, leading up to her school cross country and her zones and she won her school and came second in her zone. So she was pretty stoked with that. Um, so that was just before Noosa actually. That was a Thursday before Noosa. And I'm like, oh, she's inspired me to run even faster on the weekend. I'm like, I wonder if we can both get <laughs> a podium. <laughs> and have you taken them to any park runs? I think Ashgrove Park Run might be the only um, no. friendly one on a Sunday. There may be a few more. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I do want to. The older one, the eight-year-old's probably nearly up to running closer to 2K, but uh, kind of clashes a little bit with my Sunday long, <laughs> my Sunday long run plans. So... We'll see if they get really keen. I might have to even start even earlier on a Sunday. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Hey, and sort of the last six months, well, I joined Bird about six months ago. So I've got to know you pretty well. And probably by the yeah. fact that I'm generally next to you at training or races, yeah. which uh, is astonishing. And it, it definitely inspires me to continue to get better and better when there's a lady next to you running as well as you do. But um, what about in terms of juggling work? So are you working? Is it full time? And, and are you happy to share what you do? Yeah, I work three days a week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm a sonographer at the Royal Brisbane Hospital. So I work in maternal fetal medicine. So I just do um, high risk obstetric scans. So it's really interesting, but um, it's at the Royal Brisbane. So I work eight to four. So we're sort of leaving around seven, getting home a bit after five. So no working from home or anything like that, but three days a week. Um, And then the other two days, I have the little one at home with me. Yeah, have you found that time? Because I'm a, a young father to a two-year-old and uh, my wife does work almost full-time. But have, how have you found those couple of days off? Is it is it in any way beneficial both to running and as a mother? Uh, yeah, it's good. I enjoy spending a little t- bit of time with the, the smaller one. Um, I couldn't work any more than three days at the moment with the kids. They just have so much stuff on that three days is actually a push. And my husband works a very busy job as well. So three days is definitely plenty enough for me at the moment. Um, And then it is handy on the Thursdays and Fridays. It does allow a little bit of flexibility with my running, getting home a bit later. I can do a few of the smaller one percent of things like maybe some Pilates or some weights or something while she might have a nap. So it does give me a little bit of time on those days to get some extra things in to supplement my running. Yeah, and I've been out there with you on a Thursday for a threshold. Yeah. I thought you might, yeah. uh, well, you've got a bit more time. Maybe you've got to extend the 15K to 20K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Threshold mm-hmm. Thursday, they're good, but they can be tough, especially backing up sometimes for a Tuesday birth session for a Thursday. Oh. Yeah, and we'll get to the running week uh, shortly. But yeah. what about anything away from running uh, through the week that you do that maybe people might not know about or, yeah, is different to, to running or following the sport? too much like the between the running working and then the three kids like all their activities I'm just like a taxi driver to all their activities like that keeps me pretty busy um yeah we we don't get up to too much else other than that to be honest and when's bedtime must be early then it is early it's I'm try to be in bed around 8 30 which is pretty early because I'm usually up between 4 and 4 30 so try to get in bed and yeah get get to sleep but um yeah the kids are often in bed around 7 30 so i get a little bit of time after that once they're down and then yeah i'm in bed pretty early <laughs> yeah we sound pretty similar about an hour yeah. to yourself yeah. end of the day that's, that's it. it one netflix show and then bed. <laughs> yeah join the club all right yeah. that's narissa uh to a degree as a person let's get to you as yeah. a runner though and i've got um well i know two of your pbs you've done one of them just the other week I think it was 1824. Is that correct at Noosa? Yeah, that's half, correct. Sorry. Yeah, yeah and 5K correct. 17 flat. And where was that at? Was that at Sandgate? Um, 
the speedy yeah, park run they do there yeah yeah 1704 and that was last year at sandgate park run hit out yeah so so that just, was a pretty big pb for me yeah tell one. us about that one because we've of course spoken about the half marathon pb and win last week but how'd you go last year with sandgate and, and do you enjoy that um the idea of it the fast park run there every year it, it definitely draws I, numbers right it does and i definitely don't know I think maybe because it does feel like a bigger race than just a normal park run hit out, but you run so much faster there than if just rocking up to park run any other week. Oh my gosh. Because yeah, before that, my park run PB was like 1729. So I just, but in that block, I was, I'd run Noosa half that year and I didn't really have the greatest half. I, you know, didn't execute my race and didn't run as quite as fast as I was hoping. And then um, I was working up to Gold Coast marathon the full and so sandgate sort of was a few weeks before and it kind of timed perfect with the peak of my marathon training so i was just starting like i'd sort of hit a new level in training so oh this could be good i'll get a i'll just run out with um i was following bella and alex and you know just trying to hang on to the girls i was trying to hang on to in training and to come across in 1704 was a big shock to be honest but um oh gosh so close to 17 i wonder if that's I never thought that would be possible to try for a sub 17, but here we are this year. That's the goal. Oh yeah. And there'd be a few women sort of uh, very amazed at that time, but given us an idea of where you sort of fared amongst the women out there and where that maybe uh, just maybe if you can think about would fit uh, in the big scheme of things, say for uh, female runners around Brisbane or Queensland, uh, 17 for a 5k, would you be in the, um, yeah. the top 20, 30? I think so. If you know, they had a race, yeah. <laughs> if we had a race, hopefully, I think I'd be in the top, yeah, 15, 20. Depends on who, you know, what shape different people are in at different times. But um, last year, I think Cara Fen Ryan, who you've had on your podcast, she yes. was quite a bit ahead. And then with Bella, my, then myself and Alex were sort of. Um, Bella Pickett year. also been on here. But not Alex. Yeah. She might be next. Yeah. Another bird <laughs> runner. Girls. Um, yeah. So that was really handy having them around actually because they were, you know, Cara was a bit ahead, but we were kind of pushing each other. So it was good. Yeah. It's coming up in what, two weeks. So a shout out to the event yeah. to um, join the masses there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, well, it can be easier to run a PB. You might go out too quickly, though, for those uh, more rookie yeah. or new to the sport. Any tips yeah, for those people? Well, yeah, that's the thing. You've got to get a good start. So last year, my start was okay. The year before, I kind of got caught up behind a few people, like a few slower people, a few younger boys, and I didn't get a really clean start. So you can get a bit caught up, but just place yourself well and seed yourself, you know, according. And then, yeah, if you get a good start off the line, it's actually... It spreads out pretty quick at Sandgate. That's the good thing about there. So you can yeah, run fast. Yeah. And they call out the times, don't they, to kind of line up um, priority-wise, yeah. fastest or slowest. But it's always entertaining when they say, you know, 14.30 or sub-15. Yeah, exactly. Just make your way to the line. And there's about 20 of them ahead of you, oh, ahead of you already. And, um, That's it. I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm way back. <laughs> yeah. And we said, what, what did you, were you top 100 then with that time? Uh, I think so. I think it was. <laughs> Just in the top 100, I'd probably not not, yeah. not far below. Yeah, top um, well 95 of them are probably male. Yeah, so well that's right. <laughs> and then let's let's get to the 10k. I, I'm going to have a guess here. I, I, surely you're sub 36. Would that be correct? The 10k? No, no, no I've broken 36. But I haven't done too many fast flat 10k races. Like my PBs for 10k are at Brisbane Road Runners. Oh. So that is a certified course. But if anyone ever knows that. If you run road runners, it's not always the fastest. It's got a couple little hills, a few turns, and you know, depending on who's there, it's hard to sometimes feel like it's a big race and get amped up. So, I really am keen to get that thirty-five minute something ten k this year. Yeah. So what? So did we um clarify what is the time? The thirty-six something. Thirty-six twenty-one. So 21. I ran that only a couple of weeks ago at Road Runners, just as a hit out. Oh, right. and so I just had myself and Andrew Clark from Bert were there and I said to Andrew Clark oh what are you doing today he's like oh, I might run this or this and I was like oh do you want to help me try and get as low in the 36 as possible he's like oh yeah like <laughs> oh, that's the good thing about Bert there's usually a couple of guys 
couple of guys around I can ring in to try to pace me. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to like put a montage together of all the questions you've asked to those now runners. You know, can I can I jump in with you and who, who give yeah. you? There'd be so many. Um, oh, I can't you know, even moments. remember all the ones that have changed <laughs> me. There's so many. I've definitely oh, been there. And hey, you you haven't done a marathon, right? Is that correct? I have done two marathons. Two marathons. My apologies. Yeah. So tell us about those and which one was the quickest. Uh, so Gold Coast last year was my quickest. So yeah. I ran I ran. 2019 Gold Coast Marathon and so that was my first marathon um I was about two and a half years post my second child so I was sort of hitting my pre-baby so that time PB so I was like oh we'll try to do a marathon and um my coach and I have got a really good training block together everything went perfect executed my race like fine and I ran 251.23 and I was really happy with that because that was actually probably you know, the best my training I was going to run, like I actually reached my training potential, which often doesn't happen in the marathon. Usually something goes wrong or whatever. So I actually was so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, I've actually done exactly what I was hoping to train for. And then after that, unfortunately though, I did get an injury. Um, so I was trying to run the sunny coast half too close to that marathon and I hurt my knee and I was out for a few months. And then my husband and I were thinking about having a third child. I was like, oh, well, I'm out with this knee injury. Let's <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's use these couple of months to see if we get pregnant. And to be honest, it took a while. So then I literally just started walk running and um, back from that injury. And I found out I was pregnant with our third child. So, um, <laughs> which was actually a blessing because then I had nine months, months to build up my aerobic fitness again and allow that knee to actually really come good. And then so um, post-Searsha, I got back into shape actually faster than what I expected. And we thought, oh, well, go Gold Coast Marathon. She was a bit over a year old and um, training was going well. And my coach was like, let's go for another marathon. And I respond really well to marathon training. I think I'm suited to the longer the longer distances. So we were gonna, we tried for 248 and that's what we hit again. Two, well, just in the 248, 248.52, it was hurting a lot the last few k's and I saw that 248 something on the clock and I was like just gunning the last little stretch I was like trying to get under that 249 so I was really happy with that one as well um both those both those ones I was third in the Queensland they were Queensland marathon champs so um that was really good last year Beth and Tanil were ahead of me and I was third Queenslander yeah just remind me what's Tanil's surname again Tanil Ellis yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. So, uh, her and Mackenzie were ahead, so yeah. And just give us an idea for those listeners who don't know much about pacing relative to the marathon that is around four minute pace, isn't it? It's right on four minute mm. pace, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's remarkable for a long time, yeah. So, I, you know, I was really stoked with that as well. As I said, everything went well, I had a really nice smooth training block, and then. In the race, yeah, it started to hurt towards the end, as the marathon always does, but nothing really untoward went wrong. Like, didn't have any issues with fueling. I had a bit, yeah, my legs started cramping a bit at the end, but that's what happens in the marathon, isn't it? You just got to keep pushing through. <laughs> yeah, haven't done one yet, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we've mentioned a few achievements, so to speak, and achievements, I guess, in my mind, are more so like those podium results that we've, we've spoken about, but are there any others that we've missed or any other different events, shorter, longer, or trails or anything that we haven't uh, alluded to there? No, I think the other one that always I always remember a lot was, um, I think it must've been 2013, I was second in Bridge to Brisbane, and that was another big first of getting actually on a podium. I was second to Claire, who you've also had in your podcast. She's got um that was the first time I ever podium on anything like in running and I was pretty happy about that we were going to Hawaii that day and I got a nice little $1,500 spending spending packet of money to um spend when we went on our holiday but um yeah that was a big one as well actually I remember that event that was that was huge and the Brisbane Marathon Festival is tomorrow have you had any good results there at all or done that in any way yeah i have i've ran the half there a couple times i think i've i was second in the half and i've ran the 10 there before as well second i've never won there but i've placed yeah a couple times in those events that's actually a hard hard course that one it is it is um it's pretty hilly and things so i prefer to stick to noosa noosa now 
and do that one and then Bangate and Gold Coast. And who's the who's been the strongest female runner, do you think, over the last sort of five, ten years at Brisbane Marathon in any way across those events? Just in Brisbane in general, you mean? Yeah, or? Brisbane, in the yeah. Brisbane Marathon event, who, who's featured? Like Claire would have surely back oh, in the day. Claire was there, yeah, because when I first started running, Claire was like so far ahead. I used to look up to Claire and think, oh, my gosh, she, yeah. she is so fast. <laughs> um so she was someone I used to always just see so far ahead I was never up there with her but um and Tenille Ellis has been around a long time too and she's she's really um she's really quick um I'm trying to think who else Tamara Carlwold was around a lot too she's um she was really quick um still is I haven't I've seen her for a little bit but yeah they're some of the names that yeah I always think gosh I don't think I'd ever run times close to theirs but yeah maybe one day yeah, well, you won Noosa, and uh, yeah. would that be your, your greatest achievement, do you think, running-wise? I think so. That's probably the biggest race, yeah, that I've actually won, yeah. Yeah, so if you achieve no more, which you will definitely not, would oh. that be the, that be the run that you talk about for the rest of your life? If, you know, if people ask about what you achieved the greatest in, in running, you know, mm. in, in, your, in your running career, so to speak, it would be Noosa? Yeah, I think so. That oh, it's a hard one with my marathon though. The marathon's so, yeah, so much goes into it and so much, yeah, you put your body through so much in the end to get to the finish line. The sense of achievement after that's huge. It'd be a toss between my 248 and that one. Yeah, and uh, you've run PBs across all those events in the last year or so. So it's uh, definitely yeah. promising, you know, yeah. looking ahead and you are 36. So it's, it's truly remarkable, but surely those, those, um, women, older women like Sinead and Lisa, uh, Eloise Wellings a bit younger, but these sort of ladies would be an inspiration to you. Yeah, definitely. Especially Sinead and Lisa running well into their forties, but even like, um, Brisbane, local Brisbane wise, Carrie Hodge was in her forties and was running so much faster than yeah. us for so long through bird. I was just trying to keep up with it. Like I look at all like, even the BRC records, like the 35 ones are not that hard. And I think, oh my gosh, once I get to the 40 and 45 categories, I'm never going to beat Kerry's record. She was running so fast. So she was always someone I really looked up to in Brisbane. Um, yeah, she did. She was running. Yeah. And Liv, Liv Lennon is also running so well. In, so I feel like there's lots of women around running so well in their 40s that, Hopefully, I've got at least another ten years. <laughs> yeah, running. yeah, running and of, we'll of course, Krishna Stanton too, but she's oh, a bit older uh, and uh, uh, maintaining really it. Yeah. yeah, how can I really forget <laughs> Krishna? I love Krishna. She's she's um, yeah, she's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Like what she's done, um, and how she's still and the quality and the level she's still running at. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, for sure. Hey, let's get to uh, the earlier days for you because I, I want to. Yeah. I think the probably the greatest traits you have now as a runner are probably your consistency, particularly by the fact you have three children and you a job and you're a wife, and yeah. you're just always you know sticking to the plan and mm -hmm. like you you like to learn and listen to and about running uh, as well. And I guess out there running wise, you are consistent with pacing and those sort of things and competitive is the other one I've missed. So like where, where have these traits come from in your earlier days and what sort of things did you have to do with running back, you know, 30 uh, odd years ago? Yeah. Um, I think I've always sort of been like a fairly goal-driven person, like as a, a cliche, but run a typical type A personality. Like, so in school, I wanted to do the best at all the sports. I was be the best player, be the, you know, top in academics, be it like, so I was always pretty driven in that way. Um, obviously I had a bit of, you know, running um, ability growing up, which is always nice. Um, you know, when you're good at something, it's a bit easier to um, keep going and push at it, especially when you're um, younger. But um, yeah, it's just something I've always had in me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, tell us, so school-wise, were you in Brisbane growing up? And um, how did you sort of fare, let's say sort of late primary school, how did you fare out there with the girls and then moving into high school? Yeah, so I went, yeah, I've been in Brisbane. I was on the south side of Brisbane. My family grew up there. So in primary school, I, used, I didn't do any training, but I used to go to cross country and I would always come second every year 
to the same girl that used to beat me and it's funny she actually lives in my area now and I see her out running um jogging around I thought I was like my primary school nemesis jogging around my neighborhood um but she doesn't run competitively now um so I was just always second 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 that was fine but I and then in high school um yeah grade grade eight I didn't go so well I was like um I was going to overtake the girl that was first and she'd won a lot previously and then ended up tripping me anyway so I didn't run well there but I was like all right I'm going to train and the next year I'm going to come back and make sure I'm ahead of her so she doesn't have the chance to trip me this year um so I did just that and from then on I won every cross country and all the sports days and everything like that um all the way up until I finished high school but um I went to zones a few times and you know might have I think I had an eighth and maybe a tenth finish and went to regionals but then in regionals I was middle to back of the pack like I wasn't up competing for any sort of win there so that's as far as it went I didn't really do too much training outside of just training when playing for my team sports and maybe one or two runs a week so um, I didn't really understand like how to train like as a as a runner I just trained as a kid who loves sports and running around and doing that so yeah that was good and then into so sort of early adulthood, post-school, what did that look like? Because your your first child would have arrived in your late 20s, but what were you doing in your early 20s? I, I wouldn't pick you as someone to be out partying and drinking too much, but uh, I could be wrong in saying that. People say that about me, and I think I was drinking a whole lot more than I am now. But yeah. What about you, Narissa? What was it like in the early 20s running-wise, uh, studying and, and any kind of yeah. drinking or partying or anything in that time? <laughs> so, yeah, I left school and forgot all about running. Um went to uni I did science and yes I did party and drink a lot to be honest um, <laughs> all the time multiple times over every weekend so and then I finished my uni and I wanted to do my postgraduate in ultrasound so I moved up to the Sunshine Coast and um, thought oh, okay I'm done with those partying days you know I met my now husband and things and I was like oh, geez, the sunny coast everyone's out here up early they're walking they're riding they're running it's just such an active community up there so I um one of my work colleagues asked me to join um some running sessions run by this triathlon coach up there so I just went along and did some sessions I thought oh, I might as well do running I was always relatively good at it and good bang for your buck to get back you know in some sort of fitness and um yeah it just went from there and I did my first ever race was the Noosa half marathon and that would have been 2010 2011 and then I don't know I met I was just running I, I ran 158 for my first half marathon hang on but you see so so you, you, you skipped the five and the 10k and did a half yeah I to the half marathon I think because it was a local race up there and I was living out there I was like oh yeah I'll just do a half marathon um and I was so happy Dave and I ran it together and that I just finished without walking like I just ran the whole thing at 158 without walking I was like whoa and so over the next few years I slowly cut my time down a little bit you know next year 140 something and then I moved back to Brisbane in 2012 and I joined in training and so that's where I met my now coach and started getting quicker and I made a pretty big leap I went from 136 one year to like 120 the next year uh, for half marathon and so then I only had a couple years then and then I fell pregnant but yeah um, I definitely didn't start off quick (laughs) as what I am now no so let's let's talk about then the pregnancy so what did running look Mm. like uh, during that because it seems like um, definitely post birth that you've you've come back pretty strong and a lot of women are you know unfortunate in ways that they can't uh, do that uh, efficiently or or you know as quickly and I'm assuming a few things here I might be wrong but it, it seems yeah. that way and yeah any any sort of um, way of opening up about that the pregnancy and, and post with running yeah so I felt pregnant just after yeah the Gold Coast half in would have been July 2014 and I had plans to run that whole pregnancy, but I think maybe being my first pregnancy, um, I got really bad like pelvic instability pain to the point where I could barely even walk, let alone the possibility of running was not an option. So unfortunately I didn't get to run too much through that pregnancy. I had to stop about 20 weeks and had her and then just breastfeeding started running again, getting back into it, but I didn't do any sessions or anything because we knew we wanted 
um, to have another one quite close. So then um, when my daughter was about one, I fell pregnant with Addie and Addie's pregnancy was a lot different. Um, I ran the whole way, all the way up until the day I gave birth to her. Um, not Nothing fast, but just general running fitness. Um, and so then I started running about five weeks after Addie. So I, my first pregnancy, she was breached. So I had to have a C-section. So then I had a repeat C-section with Addie. And then about five to six weeks after that, I met, I started running, walk running. And that took, it took a little while to get back into it. Like I sort of took about a year to get back down to like running around four minute pace for intervals and things like that. And then about another year after that, slowly chipping away. And then I was starting to run pre-baby time. So it took a good two years. Um, you know, I breastfed all the girls till over a year. So um, yeah, it wasn't until about two, two and a half years after after my second child that I really um, started seeing those those times before, previous to when I had them. But so it wasn't it wasn't fast. But in saying that, then after my last daughter, um, that was actually a bit quicker and easier to get back. So I don't know whether it was because I'd had more consistency with running. I ran that whole pregnancy till I gave birth to her as well. But within five six months I was nearly hitting what I was before so it was a little bit smoother they're all they're all been a bit different but um yeah you sort of have to go with how your your body's feeling yeah was there anyone that you spoke to that kind of um convinced you that it was okay to run through the pregnancy and uh or was that yourself and and, and was it was this simply sort of jogging especially with your second child through to that um almost through to the birthday yeah um no, I just sort of went on feel like I'd seen other women, like I said, like even people like Lisa Waitman and things like that running through their pregnancy. So mm. um, I, you sort of know yourself what feels right. And especially in that first pregnancy, I know like I did not feel right to run. So yeah, I stopped. But with Addie, I was just jogging and that felt fine. And then with my last pregnancy, because I was just coming back from my injury, I was sort of walk running and then I started running and then um, that was quite nice because I was actually building actually some aerobic fitness even while pregnant because I hadn't been running for four or five months before that. So I wasn't doing anything crazy, but I was going, I was still going to burp, but I was just like running my own little one minute on one minute off sort of things there. And um, I actually gained back some running fitness in that pregnancy, but just because previous to that, I'd had so a fair few months off. So um, I think that's what really helped coming back after after that pregnancy. Yeah. So what would you pick as your greatest challenge post uh, the birth of the children? Was it did the breastfeeding take it out of you in any way, or lack of sleep? What what would you say was the biggest challenge, and and how did you overcome it? Yeah, I think the sleep was probably the worst. None of my girls slept until <laughs> sleep over more. a year old, multiple times a night, waking up, breastfeeding them. Um, I don't know. You just get used to it, don't you? Your body yeah. just, that's how you do it. And you don't realize till afterwards when you actually get sleep that, oh my gosh, how was I even functioning? Um, but I just knew that if I got out and got my run in, I'd be a better mum that day, be more tolerant to the girls. You know, I'd, I just had to get that like me time in. So it was just a matter of just getting up and getting out the door and getting it done. And my husband was very supportive in that. So if the they'd wake early while I was out for a run, you know, he'd have them in the carrier around at the top of our cul-de-sac, bouncing them, waiting for me to come home and from my run. And I'd always had my phone on me, but um, yeah, I found it just a really beneficial way for dealing with the stresses of having, you know, a newborn and that just getting out for that run every day made me feel like I was doing something for myself. And yeah. Yeah. So even if you wake up two or three times a night, you still get out. Was there any sort of, did you draw the line anywhere that any sleepless nights or were you, were you very much a stickler? So uh, getting up and getting out there. I have to say I was a stickler. I never really missed it. I would always just get myself. I knew I'd feel better once I'd done it. So even if I was up multiple times or didn't go back to sleep from 3am, I would just go and do it and then worry about if I started later and try to catch up on it. But I'm a bit like that. I, it has to be a pretty good reason for me to miss a run, to be honest. Like I, yeah. 
Yeah, it shows the endorphins help. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think I'm probably a bit too addicted to the endorphins of running. <laughs> okay, let's get into uh, the sort of early 30s uh, stage of your life. And, and that's probably a time of your life where it was pre uh, the Burt Squad in Brisbane and what that looked like. And um, I was yeah. just thinking actually before we got on air just now, that um, when we talk about age a lot, it's very easy to find as a runner, isn't it, out um, on, on various forums like results in races and things like yeah. that. And I, I do recall a few years or maybe a year or so ago, I was out there for a 3K, um, a Queensland Athletics event, uh, and definitely out there with a lot of kids and even kids from where I teach and my age is just painted all over um, yeah. the entry list of results. So anyway, yeah. um, into the thirties. So yeah, what'd that look like for you running wise and, and coaching wise and then, and pre Burt squad. Yeah. So I've had the same coach pretty much since 2012, Linda Watson. So she's amazing. She's actually like a second mom to me. Um, uh, yeah, we just, we have a very different, uh, coach athlete relationship as in we talk on the phone all the time. We message she's is literally like a second mom. So she just looks after me now. She used to look after a lot more athletes, but um, I'm her only athlete now. So I've had, she's been coaching me. Yeah, my only ever coach. Um, and so once I was getting back post after Addy, I sort of hit a little bit of a plateau. So she used to coach Dan James, who started birth, yeah. birth squad. I remember Dan, she tried to get Dan to try to pace me at a Roadrunners 10K and it just went completely south, like a horrible run. And I was like, ah what's happening I'm trying to you know improve my running and um, Dan's like yeah I should come to birth squad um I thought yeah I was a bit intimidated because you know you hear about birth squad <laughs> birth squad I'm like okay uh I don't know about this but um Kerry and Liv were there um and I went along and I get along with Kerry and Liv so well they're like some of my best running friends like um so that was amazing we were just all running together and I just yeah, that was March 2018, April 2018. So um, they were the only other two women in the squad at the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just fell in love with yeah, um, training with them and training with um, the other men around. And my times improved, started improving significantly. <laughs> so I think that's what I needed, that step up in my training to just start going to the next level. Yes, let's get to Bert because that's a big part of your training, but also how you balance that with the coach who's telling you, <clears throat> excuse me, what to uh, actually do. But uh, and, and a bit more these days, Peter Bracken being the, the leader or coach uh, essentially mm. of the group and uh, what, what you've benefited from uh, being these days now with, you know, you can arrive to sessions with almost 10 women there. So yeah, yeah. how does that fit within your training week? Yeah, so my coach is really good. So Pete often will let us know um, on a Sunday or, the, or a few weeks in advance, actually what the BERT sessions are. So um, there's not many times where she thinks, oh, BERT session's not going to fit in with our week. You know, she knows the benefit of running at BERT just outweighs trying to do a session by myself. So we try to always make it work with whatever I have um, on the plan coming up. So, and she'll just let me know, okay, run it this way or try to hit these paces or, at the moment, it's just trying to keep up with the pack that I've told her about, which includes yourself, <laughs> trying to keep up with that guy pack for as long as possible. Um, and yeah, so she's um, really good like that because um, yeah, the benefits of yeah training with the group are significant compared to trying to do a solo session. Oh, it's crazy. At least one a week. If you can get out there with a the group or even one yeah. other person, it's, it's significantly beneficial to you so monday to sunday what does that look like i know that you generally are doing a threshold on a thursday there's a a group out there uh we'll keep our names the oppressing yeah. us to go to a friday for a threshold yeah but, um, monday to sunday how's that working for you in training wise yeah so monday i have a day off running which i actually really enjoy um and i think it's been pretty beneficial actually for consistency like that day after the long run i actually enjoy having that off but I'll often cross train. So I might do some elliptical. Um, I'll always do some Pilates or something in the morning. So that's just like a cross training sort of day. Um, Bert is Tuesday morning. Very rarely miss a Bert session. So that's um, just intervals. You know, sometimes we do things like six by K or fart legs, like one of fart legs, all sort of different things. Um, and then Wednesday's midweek long run. So Liv and I run midweek long run. That's our long run. People have joined in and out over the 
over the last few years, but always live there Wednesday, same place, same time. And what sort of the pace for that? Is that pretty easy? Uh, We run pretty easy, to be honest. We're so easy to run with because even if like we seem to always just find a naturally comfortable pace for both of us at the same time, it's funny how that is, but it can be anywhere from sometimes we're getting into the 430s, but it's usually 440s, 450s. It's nothing crazy fast, but it's just that can be a slog after a burt session. So I don't know how I'd do it without Liv. I rely on her on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, and then the, sorry, you there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the Thursday, covering about 15K total, being out there with you on that. So yeah. sort of aiming 20 to 30 minute thresholds. Yeah, threshold sessions. Um, sometimes, yeah, broken up into smaller parts. Sometimes, yeah, the whole um, whole threshold. And I used, like I would always go along the Kedron Brook there um and i'd often see you know a few of the bird guys running up and down and i'd just be doing my own threshold but now that we've sort of just kind of grouped a little bit together it's actually nice having yeah people around on a thursday to get the threshold done yeah and then so throwing into the weekend park runs often on the agenda on a saturday and then the long run <laughs> yeah sometimes so friday's my really friday we've got is my really yeah. easy day so I just do a few uh like hour easy and then saturday i'll do a some sort of session depends what sort of stage of the year I'm in so over the summer I used to love going to the track on a Saturday so last summer it was nudgy track because UQ was closed so Liv, Steve and I would always go out to the track and do faster things especially when I'm kind of was trying to target a few faster track races Um, but now in the road racing it's either yeah park run or just some longer intervals of half marathon effort or 10k pace um so yeah that's saturday and then sunday is long run as yeah for most runners sunday long run and i yeah. do try to go in and join the burt long run because it's so much more enjoyable having company yeah um, so yeah i go into the burt long run can be faster though yeah it can it can be depending on what pace what pack you get stuck with in the end all of a sudden you look around you're like oh my gosh i'm running with these boys it's gonna start winding up what have i done <laughs> Yeah, I'm yet to be there yet. It's enough getting out uh, one morning a week from the family, but um, you bode pretty well there. And you live out, isn't it sort of north-west uh, way? Uh, yeah, Mitchelton. Mitchelton, yeah. Yeah, driving a long way all the time. Yeah, it's not too far. It's actually quite handy around this area. It's like not too bad to get into South Bank. Um, but yeah, I don't mind driving a little bit further for the company over the whole yeah. long run. You yeah. get used to company and then you think, oh my gosh, I have to do a solo long run. How am I going to do it? <laughs> yeah. So how on earth do you sort of prepare? Because you're running various distances and it looks like the half marathon and almost the marathon probably and, and will become the, the event over the next few years. Mm-hmm. How, how do you cater for that through the year when there's so much variation in the racing and then tapering and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I probably... I do try to run similar Ks most year round. Like, I mean, each year I've been trying to like gradually nudge up my, my Ks. So I'm sort of, most weeks I do sit between 110, 120 Ks. Um, a lot of things, unless it's an A race, I won't taper too heavily. Like things like BRC and things, I won't taper too heavily. So um, yeah, my weeks end up being fairly consistent. Um, so, playing with doubles occasionally at the moment but it's hard to fit them in that's really hard yes let's talk about between the running because between the running is recovery time what do you do for recovery Mm -hmm. and also nutrition to be a part of that and is there anything different that you've um, been told to consume as a lady opposed as opposed to a man or those kinds of things to recover from such a a load uh, you know 100 100 plus k's and also the fact that you've have uh three you've had three children as well yeah um recovery the the main thing i think is the most important is the sleep um and yeah that's the main thing i do for recovery but also obviously nutrition goes really close with that as well um yeah it's hard sometimes especially when you're at work trying to um, make sure you eat but i know like if i don't eat post straight after a session or you know, I'm just rushing around. If I don't get it in, then my recovery suffers and my running suffers for the next few days. So um, one thing that's important for me is to stick on top of my iron because I go through waves of yeah. having low iron. 
Um, and I didn't realize after Gold Coast Marathon last year that my iron was quite low, which was annoying because I was like, ah, oh, damn it, I should have got onto that earlier. And, you know, that might have, I don't know if the result would have been any different, but um, yeah, I ended up getting an infusion after that, which felt, <laughs> felt good. So I tried to stick on top of my iron. Um, so iron, calcium and protein, I think, because I'm scared, <laughs> you know, as a runner, the last thing you want to do is get stressy. So I'm yeah, we've had a few mates down there. So. Calcium intake really high. I'm like, please, you hear about all these people getting stressed, and I'm like, oh my gosh, am I next? So I really try to prioritize, yeah, calcium, protein, and iron are my main ones. Yeah, uh, but it, other than that, just eating, eating well, and eating frequently, and yeah. Yeah, and have you heard of any other women having those iron complications? My wife's been there, and she's been a runner yeah. at times too, uh, more so prior to the birth of our child. That um, she's had that on and off for a while. Yeah, I think so. Like a few in the running group definitely have as well. I know that. Um, I don't know if it's just a, a, a more of for a female thing because we have cycles and things too. Hmm. So I've just got to keep on top of the iron because we're losing blood each month. But yeah, that's definitely not um, an uncommon thing. And yeah, um, women's running, that's for sure. So yeah, if you're feeling a bit flat and things, I definitely recommend going a blood test and just making sure because that's an easy fix. Like Mm. Uh, some of the ladies and I at Bert joke like oh we're feeling really flat should get a blood test it's like you almost hope it's low iron because <laughs> yeah. you can fix that like if it's not low iron it's like damn what's my excuse now for, yeah. <laughs> for running really slow so yeah it's an easy thing to keep on top of and it does really make a difference yeah running in yeah. your energy level hey and speaking of women what, what what do you sort of make of the scene at the moment with let's say, let's sort of talk about that in the way of participation of women out there i think it's improved over the last 10 years and it's and particularly from that sort of recreational point of view and social those sort of social groups out there um and it's it's generally for years like i guess a lot of sports out there uh women are just over time historically sort of catching up to men in a few sports definitely there's some that uh contrary to what i'm saying right now but um what do you make of the scene and, and what, what what do you suggest to women who aren't running or thinking about it uh, as to why they would get involved yeah i i've definitely noticed it, yeah a lot more women running like even just um you look at just even bird squad as a example close to home like mm. a few years ago there was like three of us and now there's like 10 15 of us so there's a lot more um so i think um it's definitely coming along um i feel like for women i feel like you just it's would be just sometimes it's the barrier of like trying to put yourself first um you know that mum guilt that yeah that oh I just shouldn't have it shouldn't carve out time just for me but I think it's important I think it is important to have something outside of kids work life family life um just that something that you do for yourself and running has so many benefits it has social mental physical just makes you feel great so yeah I'd encourage anyone just to put on some shoes and give it a go and it's one of those sports that um you can see rewards quite quickly if you just stick at it and then it's really motivating <laughs> um you can improve quite fast so yeah um yeah, get involved yeah I was there at the uh, 10k championships last year on the track at CUSAC and uh, actually both men and, and the, well, the female and male race was uh, low in attendance, but the, the females mm -hmm. had three runners uh, for mm -hmm. a 10K Queensland championship event. And now we're not talking about uh, the sport of rugby or even let's say um, netball for a throwaway example of a, a participated, highly participated Australian sport. But like, why is that not attractive, that event to have only three runners in it, even for the faster runners too? What, what can we do to make that more exciting that an event like that at CUSAC? Yeah, I don't know. Like all the, like it's the 10K, but it's also the shorter track races too. It's just, when I see my name on the track list, I see like just all these girls under 23 and then <laughs> myself and things. And so I even find a track race, a 10K quite daunting um, just because the track can be so like, isolate like you're very exposed compared to like a park run and things and i'm not sure how we can get more people into um athletics and the track races like i think mm. athletics probably need to make a few um more races to be honest so that then you know 
like that theory, like the more you do, the less nervous you're scared of it, um, scared of it. But um, see park run and things, I feel like people find that a lot easier to go there because it's, yeah, not as. Oh yeah. He, yeah he's the women out there, yeah. There's heaps of people. You just blend in. Whereas yeah, yeah the track, like, yeah, I haven't yet to do a 10 K track. <laughs> I'm scared. So I don't, yeah, it's a good question. I'm not sure what we need to do to get more people on the track, but yeah, the Masters it, track is, I've actually gone out to Queensland Masters, sorry, a few times and yeah. I find that actually less daunting. So I feel like if you go there, immerse yourself a little bit in that and then maybe go to Queensland Athletics. Um, yeah, but it's not, Queensland Athletics is not just for young people. Like anyone can be in a Queensland Athletics race, but it just is that, has that, you know, daunting factor of like, do I belong? Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems though the, the groups like, um, or even that event uh, run for it. I had the, the mm. founder and organizer, one of them uh, on the podcast the other week, there seems to be a lot of women involved in those sort of, um, ideas mm. and, and groups and events, uh, run the North, Nick Tui, he's a, a mate of mine and been on the podcast running a group that uh, definitely is boating well for the, the females. So there's definitely different outlets than to a group, say, um, and Bert, and I say that in no way to um, not have women join us, please, yeah, please come along and uh, and join. But it, it, there's so many options is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, there, exactly. And I guess it depends on what your reasons for running are. Hey, everyone has different reasons. My reasons, um, you know, for my own, you know, mental health and physical health, but I also have goals, but that doesn't always yeah everyone's not always goal driven they just want to be a part of things and yeah support at local events and support yeah excellent now let's get to the end of uh, the interview and talk about well i'll ask uh, you some questions of mine i think you've listened to a few <laughs> of these episodes before and they're asked yeah. in a way that the guests can uh, answer as quickly as possible and and some are <laughs> some are pretty difficult on my list i've asked the okay. same question of one of the uh my most listened to guest, Brady Trellfall, the host of Inside okay, Running gosh. Podcast. I asked him a very similar uh, question. So we'll see how you go for that particular one. But firstly off okay. the list is, uh, and I'll start a bit easier um, to begin here. Yeah. Favorite, What's your favorite session on a Tuesday um, or on the BERT roster, the rotations? Oh, when I'm fit, I love a six by a K or monofartlet. Yeah, both are good sessions. You can compare to previous times pretty easy. So, yeah, I love the those standard ones. Okay, I think you mentioned this already, but what do you think is your greatest attribute out there as a runner? Um, yeah, I think my consist consistency, um, or possibly discipline to a detriment sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got on here, actually, uh, uh, originally, sorry, had the your biggest female running idol, but I added male on there too because you're a big follower of the sport. Who are your mm. greatest female and male running inspirations or idols? Um, some of the Aussie runners I follow, I really love to follow um, Jen Gregson, Ellie Pashley, um, those girls, Sinead Diver. Um, I like following some of the American guys like Ollie Hoare and things. They're always a good yeah. follow. Um, but more so than that, it's more, uh, I probably have more like Brisbane people that I look up to <laughs> that are like trying to um, see myself. Cause these people are like, those are great followers, but they're like so far out of our league. So I probably look up to more like local um, people that I'm trying to catch up to like, um, Bella for one, Bella, Daniil, like some of the local um, running girls that think, oh, I'd love to be running their times. <laughs> hey, speaking of inspirations, what about off the running track, so to speak? Uh, anyone like your your children, your husband, or any other influences that um, really drive you to get out there each day of the week and to race? Yeah, um, my kids and my husband definitely motivate me to inspired me to get out there they're like so supportive especially my husband he's so supportive of my running um we used to run together but um he's had to let his running go to the wayside a bit I think and he just <laughs> keeps fit in the evenings because um you can't um run at the same time obviously um and then also my coach Linda Watson she's um yeah and so we have a very special 
special bonds, Linda and I. We've been through a lot together. So. Excellent. Hey, this is the question that I asked of Brady Trellfall. That it was about the men's and the men's, and I asked him what did he deem the greatest uh, Australian male running like distance record, like relative to the world record, in, in a way that yeah is the is the pick of the bunch. So let, let's look at the women though. So we look at mm-hmm. say the eight hundred or fifteen hundred up to the marathon. Which which is the strongest? record on the list uh, in comparison to the world let me think um and i had a list here somewhere if you'd forgotten but i think i've closed it no here it is i've got it but yeah have a think i'll let you let you have some time oh it's hard because yeah i was gonna say it depends if you mean the time or more like sort of yeah where they're Actually, it's a good question. Is it probably more so based on time relative to the world record, but it, it could also be, yeah, place or achievement or significance of the, the event. So, you know, people like Krishna might be up there too in those sort of yeah. um, realms. So Krishna's got a world, um, world record in a 248 in yeah. London last year. That's pretty amazing. Um, uh, probably our best female distance runner at the moment would have to be Jess Hull, um, just because over 1500, 3K, and 5K, she is dominant. Um, but and Benita's 10K time, 30, I'm looking at 30, 37, yeah. and the yeah. world record's 20, just over 29 by Gide. Yeah, that's that, a pretty that, good time. That's a very good time. Benita was um, very, very competitive in her days. And and then she uh, with the the new newish world record, uh, sorry Australian like, record for the marathon. I feel like that's a really big one because Benita held that record for so long that that yeah, two twenty one is amazing. Yeah. And Sinead would say herself she went tried to go for that record multiple multiple times and she finally got it. So um, I feel like that that was massive when she ran that in Valencia. Um, but it's hard to compare because then you've it's got hard, yeah. Like, because the Africans at the world record's 214. So, but for a shine to run 221, no one's close to that really. I guess you've got Lisa Waitman at high 223. But yeah, that 221 is significantly ahead of most other people at the moment. Yeah, it's hard to mathematically compare to, isn't it? Like we spoke yeah. about Jess Hull being seven, eight seconds away in the 1500, but then you've got someone like Sinead who's what was it about eight minutes away from yeah 214 is the female world record 214 something yeah closer to seven minutes uh, yeah mm. <laughs> yeah so yeah there's some amazing achievements out there hey particularly in the last like Jess Hull has just taken over Australian running hey in general she yeah. the probably the, the the best runner in general male and female at the, at the moment. moment she's um consistently like the way she performed at world cross and that relay and then she did she won run the 10 and yeah she's and then the fight um the national 5k and things she's just on fire <laughs> oh for sure we got to be excited there that took about two minutes or three to get yeah. through that so let's uh, finish here quickly uh what are your current shoe rotations for all your types of running through the week at narissa oh gosh i have too many shoes um my sessions I sort of run in the next percent two at the moment for most of my sessions so my races I've got a new pair of the Vaporfly 3 which I'm loving actually um I'm thinking they might be my marathon shoe for Berlin um I have a few just easy jogging pairs like I have New Balance 1080s I don't mind for jogging um the New Balance Rebel 3 I like for sort of lighter t- I'm a pretty light light um daily trainer person like i don't really like the real heavy trainers um i got me some speed threes the sacconi speed threes which i do like for those up tempos yeah i did get me some of those which i'm liking um what else do i run when i used to run the meta speed sky and things a bit for races too but i've i've been haven't been um, running in them as much lately Asics Evo ride. I have some of them as well. So yeah, I have a bit of a bit of a shoe collection that I. You're sounding like Matt Hanson now. He's he's a massive shoe fan. I've learnt. Yeah, I tell my husband you can't complain. I don't spend much money on too much, but I do spend my running shoes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, final question, but this one might be a bit more long-winded. I just want to hear, and the listeners may want to hear about what's coming up for you. 
uh, this year and um, the longer term plans. We've spoken about Berlin. You, I don't think you said what event and also Gold Coast. What else is happening for you in the next year or so? Yeah, so the we'll do Sandgate 5K hit out, who we, which we talked about, and then Gold Coast 10K. So I'm hoping to run a PB there. I'll try to go sub 36. And then I'm going to, that after that week, it'll be the beginning of my marathon block for Berlin. So I think I may try and run Sunny Coast half in the lead up to Berlin and then Berlin's end of September. Um, so I'm hoping to run as close to 245 or just under if I can in Berlin. Um, then I usually try to do a track season, do some track races, but Berlin's a bit later this year. So I'm not sure. Usually I do a marathon a bit earlier in the year. So I'm not sure what will come after that, but uh, I want that marathon time as close as hopefully in the next year or two, as close to 240 as possible. Get a few more under my belt. Berlin will only be my third. So I feel like every time you do the marathon, you learn so much and each training block just stacks on top of the other. So I feel like I've had a few more training blocks there and hopefully I'll get down to around 240 would be amazing. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the guys this morning asked you about the trip to Berlin. You'll uh, have the family there. Yes, I will. Everyone's going. We're all going to Berlin, Germany first, and then we're going across to Ireland afterwards for visit my husband's family. They're all from Ireland. So uh, yeah, it'll be a bit of a different marathon um, table week overseas, but yeah, we'll see. No, good luck. And, you know, by the way that uh, you have, you know, sort of achieve pbs in the last year or so i think you'll definitely continue to do so and it just takes time doesn't it week after week year after year with consistency yeah, which you've done so surely and i think um like we've spoken about there are many brisbane and australian runners and female for that matter uh, who've had children who are achieving such amazing things which in, in your light would be inspiring to you but hopefully there's uh someone who's listened to this who will be inspired at least and potentially uh those women out there so um yeah thanks for your time i'll see you at the sandgate run and um yeah you'll probably be chasing me again but i'll be chasing probably 50 other runners ahead of me so (laughs) that's it we'll all be chasing someone there unless you're the 14 30 guy you're chasing someone yeah i'm chasing the 14 30 guy two and a half minutes away from him (laughs) yeah yeah no i'll yeah i'll be there Trying to run as fast as I can. Excellent. Well, uh, when do I see you next? Probably Tuesday morning at Tuesday so, um, where I'm trying to hang on to your back again. <laughs> yeah, we'll try and get this out today to uh, inspire some Brisbane marathoners or half marathoners or anyone involved yeah. in the event. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode and uh, and Narissa. And um, how can they can they follow you on Strava? No, you're a bit you're a bit quiet on Strava. Yeah, I'm not on Strava. I have it for my own personal log, but I don't have it. <laughs> follow anyone and no one follows me um i've yet to succumb to <laughs> strava probably one day pete keeps trying to <laughs> convince yeah people that to get on strava um otherwise i am just on instagram Facebook, yeah. yeah we won't share your number or our email address <laughs> <laughs> all right have a great day Narissa. yeah thanks so much ollie thanks for having me on the podcast i really appreciate your time see you later Great. bye If you enjoyed listening to this episode or the local legend in running podcast in general, please jump on Spotify, give it a rating. I'd much appreciate it. Thank you.